I'm not mentioning this just to single out Patrick Cantley. He just happens to be the best current example of a brutal pace of play. Who's more at fault here? I think it's ultimately right. on the tour, and at some point you wonder if this becomes like a, a 2 a.m. somebody ordered the code red type of thing, and a sock-style head cover full of golf balls takes care of the problem. Mm-hmm. Homie don't play that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. What is happening, everybody? No puts given. We're back. Tony, Covey, Chris Nickel, Golf Spy T, Golf Spy C. We are wearing complimentary colors today tony did you did we do this we got red and green black and white uh i'm literally just noticing this right now did we didn't play in this i have i put no thought into this as per usual what's less than no thought can you put less than no thought into wardrobe stuff probably not we got a little new format tony do you want to tell changing it up changing it up more topics Less time on each topic, and then a bonus, though. If you want to stick around, we're going to go through stuff in about 20, 25 minutes, try to hit a bunch of a bunch of things, but if you want to stick around for the after party... The nerdy stuff. The nerdy stuff. Uh, stuff that, kind of like what we've talked about before, there's going to be kind of an extended cut, so if you want to hang out for an extra 15, 20 minutes, we're going to do... A deeper dive on one or two topics maybe that come up in the show hopefully give everybody uh kind of what we've given you before but also some new stuff so we'll see how it goes you'll let us know you'll tell us it's great you'll tell us it's terrible you'll tell us whatever you're, you're gonna tell us because that's what you know that's what people do but any other thoughts tony before we jump right in no let's 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 get going we don't have a lot of time We're moving oh that's back. right yeah we're moving kind of out of time. I was stalling to get a drink of my coffee. All right. We're going to start with a couple big Do topics it. in golf. Let's start here. Slow play. Patrick Cantley. He, you know, this last week, he was kind of the lightning rod. He's just the current slow player lightning rod. It's been Jason Day at times. It's been Kevin Na at times. It's been a bunch Maybe of different Holmes. players. Right. So I don't want to, I'm not mentioning this just to, single out Patrick Cantley. He just happens to be the best current example of a brutal pace of play. People are talking about it. I Two questions I have for you, Toys. Number one, who's more at fault here? Is it the players that play slow? Or do you think it's the tour for not actually enforcing rules that they have on the book? Yeah, I mean, I think at some point it becomes the tour's responsibility. I mean, they have this whole thing where, all right, we're going to we're gonna watch you and you're going to be given a notification if you're slow. And if you continue to be slow, we're going to put you on a list. And if you're on that list and get hit with another slow play thing, we're, we're going to fine you. And maybe we're going to give you a penalty, but we're not actually going to give you a penalty because we don't give penalties to anybody whose name you would recognize because, you know, we don't need that. So, yeah, I think it's ultimately on the tour. And at at some point you wonder if maybe just tour players have enough of the slow guys in front of them. And this becomes like a a 2 a.m. Somebody ordered the code red type of thing. And a sock sock style head cover full of golf balls takes care of the problem. Mm -hmm. Hobie don't play that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's people know it's a problem. Got it. It takes forever. The groups you can see 
you know, again, at times certain guys are slow. It's, it can be hard to tell on TV because you can't really necessarily see their entire cut to commercial cut to commercial. Well, that, that's yeah. it. Like there are some I mean, of these guys, like you, you could guy gets to his golf ball, starts the pre-shot routine, the analysis, whatever he's doing, trying to figure out how he's going to play the shot, cut to commercial, come back two minutes later and he's still at it. And that's, that's the kind of situation that pops up from time to time. You got these, you know, I, I pulled up a Joel Beal, Beal article, it's probably a year or two old at this point, but you got yeah. the slowest 10% of players taking 63 seconds to hit a shot around the green, 55 seconds on approach. It's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, it, you know, like I said, we'll do something about it, whether it's actually enforcing yeah. shot penalties or a head cover full of golf balls. I don't care, but. Yeah. do something golf's already difficult enough to watch we don't need this online, here but. here's part of this debate that i do not buy um is because oh it's it's you know this is something that frustrated me with cantley when he said basically you know hey we're playing for these ungodly amounts of money right every shot is vitally important etc cetera, etc cetera. well yeah sore guys in the nfl sore gals in the WNBA, so are people in all these other sports where there are time limits, and that's part of the skill. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you're playing in a Super Bowl, and you have to make a decision in a split second. I'm sure you may have wanted to have another 15 seconds to read the defense, figure out what they're doing, make another audible or check, but you don't. So the best players adapt. So I, I don't buy the idea of, oh, we're playing for so much money. You got to give me you know, I'm going to wait out the wind. I'm going to do, I'm not going to hit that shot till I'm absolutely ready. Well, it'd be like, you know, telling young, a young couple, Hey, don't have kids until you're ready to be a parent. Nobody's ready to be a parent. You would never have kids. (laughs) You know, it's like, so that's part of it that I just, I don't know. I just don't buy. Are there answers? Something, something. I think peer pressure, maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys have some answers out there. I don't have all the answers right now for sure. But one guy that was missing from this tournament this last weekend was Rory. He ditched it. Is that a big deal or not? Yes and no. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of ride the fence a little bit on this one. I think it, it's funny, right? Like earlier this year, it seemed like with the whole live stuff and kind of his, his just honest takes, if you will, and not really holding back. Yeah. Rory scored a lot of goodwill points, and I feel like he's just burning right through them as quickly as possible. I think, you know, <laughs> when you look at this one and go ahead, it's right after the Masters. He definitely had a disappointing Masters. Right. Probably wanted to take a little time off, so I get it. And at the end of the day, right, it just, if you go back to what he said on, on No Laying Up when, when asked, about the potential for a golf ball rollback. And it was like, you know, well, I I may just play the, the sort of the limited ball and everything because to have an advantage in the majors. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and ultimately what, what that gives up and what we all know, what everybody already knew is whether or not you throw higher purses at these so-called elevated events or not, mm-hmm. the majors are the only thing that matters. And, and it just gives up the the reality that everything else is just about making money, right? The majors are first establishing legacy. Everything else is for making money. And, you know, so, I mean, really what it tells me is maybe there's not as much separation between the PGA tour and live as we thought. It's like, yeah, that's an interesting, if if anything, like we're just going to, we're going to make more money on the live tour. Why not? I guess, because again, 
majors are for legacy. Everything else is the filler money grab. So I, I get it. I, I don't, I, I can't fault him for it again. I feel like it does burn through a few goodwill points here and there, but, but ultimately, yeah. again, I don't care. It's not a, it's not one of the five tournaments I, I watch even barely. So no, from a, in the, yeah, in the big picture, it doesn't matter at all. In the sense that in a year, nobody's going to remember this. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to look back and go, oh, yeah, well, do you remember last year at Harbortown when Rory? No, I don't. Know, I don't up? remember. I, I don't. I, in I, two I, weeks, yeah. people aren't going to remember. But it's a bad look in the sense that, you know, Rory has championed these elevated events. He's, he's been a mouthpiece of sorts, right, for the PGA Tour. And um, like I said, probably scored a lot of goodwill points throughout that process and and maybe just burnt through them. He got 12 million in the player impact program last year. This is where that 3 million number is coming from. He may have to give back up to 25% of that for missing Oops. two, but oh. it, it, I mean, $3 million to you that's, and me is, you know, yeah, I mean, that's it's, phenomenal. It's, for Rory, it's a, it's the equivalent of a late hit penalty from the NFL. Yeah. Like, Okay. Right. It looks like a big number, but ultimately it's really not. So now it looks like a big number to him. It's inconsequential. Not a big deal now. But I think his his reputation component did did take a shot there. You mentioned the ball rule back a little bit, which is interesting. I feel like I haven't heard much on that in the last couple, three, four weeks. Are people just over it? Or are we already hitting ball rollback fatigue? Or is this kind of that lull in between now and august when yeah that's that's exactly what it is i'm sure behind the scenes you've got comments being submitted some of them will be submitted publicly and you'll be able to go to the usga website and read them and you know there'll be probably just one or two manufacturers that that go on the record publicly everybody else will kind of let their thoughts be known quietly behind the scenes and then we'll see you know what happens once the comment period is over and they say yeah are, are we going to move forward with what we laid out are we going to tweak it are we going to scrap it whatever so yeah i mean this is this is the expected quiet time yeah so not i mean i did find it interesting this goes back a couple of weeks right billy payne and and you know a lot of times augusta the week of the masters they'll have kind of their state of the union address um and they didn't put it in bold letters but they put it in at least underlined font that they would support what USGA are. They've always historically supported that. So I would be shocked at this point if they did come out, you know, you have the, you know, when we talk about the majors, right, you talk about the four to five tournaments that ultimately really, really matter. Well, I think I'd be comfortable saying right now, three of the four are decidedly on board. Uh, Obviously two of the four are the ones presenting it, but, (laughs) but the math, yeah, are, are, the only one being PG of America, PGA championship, and then who knows about all the other uh, stuff, but it's not a done deal, but I feel like this lull, it's almost like people are a little bit resigned to, okay, something is going to happen, but we're just not a hundred percent sure what that is yet. Yeah. And we'll, again, it's sort of right. A proposal. And now everybody talks about the proposal. You had the initial wave of guys like us talking about the proposal. Now the real work gets done behind the scenes. You're going to have companies doing now that there is a concrete defined. Right. This is this is this is the proposed rule. You, there's a lot of testing going on. R and D departments trying to figure out what that rolled belt rolled back <laughs> ball looks like. And yeah, 
you know, I think once we, we get towards the end of the year and the comment period wraps up, then we'll, we'll start to, the discussion will start anew with, with potentially a, a whole lot more data behind it. Yeah. Segment change. Woohoo. I got some mailbag questions, Tony. All right. Let's, let's Ready? Go. Let's go quick. quick, quick let's quick. go quick. Is Tiger done? Boy, I mean, the it's sam- a great the one. Mass- yeah, oh, it's the sample size is limited, so I'm, I'm not willing to to say that he's done, but it certainly didn't look good. And granted, Augusta is probably among, if not the most challenging walk that these guys face in in any given year. But I yeah. mean, he's 47 years old with one and a half legs, and, and I best. know, I know, right? It's it's almost blasphemous to suggest that Tiger Woods won't be able to be competitive and win majors until sometime after his 114th birthday. <laughs> but I mean, as yeah. we said, right? Father time is undefeated. He's getting older. He's physically yep. just banged up. He's been banged up for a number of years. So, yep. I think maybe the best hope is you kind of see like pull a Tom Watson and and maybe kind of just be there at the <laughs> if end. If not for but, Stuart Sink. Right? <laughs> Stuart Sink. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's realistically the best case. And you know, yeah, that's. I think is he all the way issue. done? No, is he mostly done? Yeah, realistically, but yeah, yeah, he's he's not a superhero, and and most golfers by the time they hit forty seven are are mostly done. Right. I'm not going to say that's if you're otherwise healthy. Yeah, I never say never with Tiger. He's he's continuing to surprise people, but um, you know, his caddy Joe Lacava said basically, hey, you know, hey, if it was just about hitting golf shots, he could compete anywhere. Well, of course, and that's maybe where Champions Tour lives where you maybe do take a cart, maybe those type of things. And, and you can kind of do some of that stuff. But I, I personally, I don't expect Tiger to win this year. I don't expect on the PJ tour uh, or in, in any of the majors. I hope, I mean, I would love to see him play well, but if I'm, if I'm a betting man, I'm taking the field every single time. Every so, time. Yeah. That's just me. Too bad. Too Got bad. an interesting question. For the love, why can't shaft companies, club companies get together and just make one uniform universal shaft adapter it would make life so much easier tony but why can't they we've got this question before but i thought it was a good one to revisit yeah i think think the simple answer right everybody has one already every 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 company that, Mm -hmm. that makes a driver and a fairway win at this point, even a hybrid has an adjustable hosel adapter. And right. well, well, in some cases, those hosel adapters are clear knockoffs of somebody else's adapter to, right. to the point where they're almost <laughs> indistinguishable. I think at the right. end of the day, you will find that that most believe that they have the best adapter. And whether mm-hmm. that's a case of the the functionality it allows for. So Callaway OptiFit, right? You can do the the plus or minus whatever the degrees are. You turn it up yep. right, and you can maintain that shaft alignment. Yep. Right? Yeah. Never right. have to reorient the shaft. That right. That's that's awesome if you're Callaway. I mean, yep. And Titleist would be the independent lie angle adjustment, in addition to the loft face angle change. They think they have something pretty awesome. And Ping, Cobra, these guys with the lighter PXG is another one. Mm-hmm. Lighter weight, less 
obviously less CG implications. They think fewer, excuse me, John Gordon, uh, fewer <laughs> CG implications. They think that they have the better system. And so yeah. if, if you've got, call it 12 guys in a room and every one of them thinks they have the best product, or at least 10 of them think they have the best product and the other two, like I said, have products that look just like the other guys, there's not, you're never going to come to agreement and go, hey, look, yeah, uh, it would be in the best interest of the golfer if we could standardize. No, don't care. Mine's best. Okay. Yeah. Don't care. I agree. What's the deal with all these limited black releases? We're getting a lot of stuff here in, you know, kind of now, like we get limited edition, you know, uh, I almost said small batch. I just did small batch type releases. We tend to see this you know, with irons and some things, different colorways. Black is a big thing with, with irons. You know, 50th anniversary edition stuff we got from Cobra, so it's kind of a different colorway. We'll get maybe some other colorway stuff kind of this summer around different events and things. What's the deal? Gotta keep it fresh. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Right? We're I'm heading into year two, in some cases, like Taylor made well into year two yeah. uh, with P790. Gotta do something to make it interesting. Um, so I get it. Cobra did it forged heck black earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I'm one like I said, I get it. It kind of frustrates me because I'm I'm a big fan of the golfer having every choice he's going to have when he walks into the, the store, not be like, oh, you know what? I really like these irons, but I would prefer them in black. So I have to wait a year, knowing mm-hmm. that that's what's gonna happen, because that's that's been the cadence with TaylorMade and Callaway and Cobra and Titleist now. Yeah. Yeah. Just just if you're gonna make it in black, just make it in black, put it on the shelves day one and just deal with the fact that sales are gonna dip in, in year two. And you know, that's a tough ask, but again, like <laughs> like just give the golfer everything that you're right. gonna offer him so he, he can make a fully informed decision and get exactly what he wants when he wants it. Mm-hmm. Uh shouldn't be that hard. Uh, and the other piece with this TaylorMade thing, and I don't know for certain, I do not know with absolute certainty, but according to um, the IRS, it's uh, like it the, the middle of like the revenue service. Yeah, like, is it that, is okay. the middle of April. So, okay. I mean, it is the middle of April in 2023. And as far as I understand it, TaylorMade is going to stay on cadence with P790, which means there will be a new P790 later this summer. Mm-hmm. And so this this black, if that holds true, and again, I'm not 100% on that, but that, right. that is what the right. cadence is. That's what history suggests. This black is coming to market really, really late. So yeah, you run the in this risk. case, I, I don't love this one. I don't, but is what it yeah, is. I, you know, I, I'm a sucker for, for, black irons i like how they look i know you haven't historically been the biggest fan of them i do like that black wedge is not black irons yeah i don't know why just hey yeah it it's your world my biggest concern or frustration with that is yeah the guy or gal that buys them and then they're at least mid-cycle you know if not toward the end of that particular product cycle. So you get excited because you got this limited one, et cetera, or, you know, small run. And then the brand new one comes out that they're going to tell you is newer, better, shinier. Here are all the improvements. But not like, black. But so not, we're not going to give you the black so, one because we need you to buy that one later. somewhere between 12 and 18 months from now. Yeah. Yeah. So I that don't... the timing piece, I don't love it. But anyway, let's go a little deeper. 
uh, on some Tech Talk stuff. We got some new clubs, things that came out. Uh, Mini Driver, not the actress. No. not We're not going back to um, Goodwill Hunting. We're talking the tailor-made Mini Driver. First question, Tony. What the hell is a Mini Driver? A Mini if Driver. not the actress. Is, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a smaller driver. Smaller head, so... You know, these days, just about everything on the market is 460 cc's. TaylorMade's yep. mini driver, I want to say 307 off the top of my head is the number. Let's call 300 just to round down. Yeah. It's a small driver or or a big fairway. Okay. So it's kind of that that tweener. I think you know some companies call them thrivers. A little <laughs> bit kind of in the, obviously not the same intent and function, but kind of almost in that T-list space a little bit where it's, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not this thing and it's not quite the other, but if you kind of a hybrid you know, left them left them alone in a room long enough, you, you'd get to where we are. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, that's the short version for sure. So, and I think what, what I find before yeah. we move on. Uh, we'll we'll dig deeper on the tech stuff. Yeah, I was going to say this is one. If, if you want to stick around, we're going to we're going to dive way deep into. But I think what's really interesting to me is that right now, yeah, and you can again make arguments for component brands that have similar things here and there. But sure. as far as the big golf companies go, TaylorMade is on an island by themselves. Nobody mm-hmm. else has is making one. Nobody else has made one since Callaway's big Bertha Mini, which was probably close to eight. Eight years ago, at say, least. Yeah. It's yeah. it's been a while. I couldn't yep. pinpoint the exact date, but it's been a long time. TaylorMade's been cranking these out since SLDR every every two three years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so alone on the island, and I've I've asked others I'm like, hey, why don't you make one? It's kind of a you know, it's kind of an interesting category. Why don't you make one? And I would say that the response is yes, it's interesting, but uh, we are in business to make money and so if we if we dedicated resources to this we would not actually make money so uh kudos to TaylorMade for for grinding it out when it's definitely not a a high volume and therefore a big money maker by any stretch of the imagination yep like i said that's what we're going to dive into a little bit more also callaway came out with updated big bertha line and reva who are these for tony and and what is I guess, yeah, what's the objective? What, what do we got here? Well, <laughs> Reva's for women. <laughs> it's, okay. It's it's very lavender-ish. Uh, we'll come back to that. So Big Bertha, it's kind of become, you remember like when Harry Arnett came back to, to Callaway or came to Callaway, it was, you know, Big yeah. Bertha was back and it was kind of the main line thing. And mm-hmm. now, now I'd say Big Bertha has kind of the last several iterations of Big Bertha products, by and large, not entirely, but have settled into the the super game improvement space. And that's exactly what this is. So mm-hmm. super game improvement drivers, fairy woods, hybrids, and irons. So yep. and unapologetically so the drivers I... kind of this big elongated bullet shape. The irons are are thick, argue chunky. Lots of offset, yep. big honking top line. They yep. look exactly like what they're designed to be, and so that's right. that's pretty solid, I guess. Yeah, I, I like that part of it. I mean, the, my my two quick responses: that number one, I like that that Callie's saying, "Hey, here's what this club is. Here's who it's for. Here's what it's designed to do, and there's no nuance to it. It's just there you go, right? It, and, it yeah, makes... and they're not." 
a lot of a lot of the game improvement offerings you see on the market they're they're just big but they don't necessarily have a lot of technology in them callaway is maintaining the the jailbreak in your ai faces with the metal woods and you know, urethane microspheres with the irons and, and all of the technology they they habitually mm -hmm. throw at everything continues on in this line and that's um, what i'm gonna be very interested to see how this uh, the type of response this, this is a place where cobra has dominated like with f max and stuff in our testing like they've really done a great job and, and they've done it with point. basically a no frills approach right it's not necessarily throwing the kitchen sink at of technology at it their approach right. seems to be like look for this demographic we don't need to go super duper high tech what we can do is take some of that tech that that is really for the most part in there for stronger faster golfers anyway right and, and with and, that cost, whereas Callaway, I mean, it's a it's a bit cheaper than kind of the, the main mainline paradigm stuff, but 500 yep. for a driver, 300 fairway woods, 260 for a hybrid, and then $1,000 for a set of irons. But the thing is, it's a six-piece set. So right, we've not gone, a seven-piece you know, set, yeah. Back in yep. my day, back <laughs> in my day, iron sets were eight pieces. For a $1,000, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not even. And now you're you're getting six for a thousand. And then Callaway, you know, like I said, I don't love that it's six for a thousand, but they're it's not the only yeah. brand. Everybody's kind of in that space now. Yeah. But it, this is just kind of one of those things, just kind of as you're perusing prices when you see a thousand dollars, just understand that that is for only six of them. How about Reva? You said so this is our our female dedicated line this it's a topic yeah, for Cal a different time i want to dive into uh, different show different topic but this idea of female specific you know stuff i want to bring some people in to talk about that but different time reva it is the designated female line within the callaway family and yeah uh it's it's interesting so callaway has what what they have described as a women's task force so mm -hmm. a, a team of, of people uh, led, led by women dedicated to, to sort of developing the women's category for the company. And there are certainly two schools of thought, and it's hard to fault any company for, for taking one side or the other. And, you know, Callaway is taking the approach of like, these are dedicated products for women. Yep. We're going to paint them as such, right? This is, call it yep. lavender, purplish, whatever it is. This is elderberry. kind of a... A elderberry, a, a what what would I guess you have to describe as a more feminine color way. Uh, whereas other companies, Titleist, PXG, said, look, women's clubs are just clubs built to different specs. And fundamentally, the only difference as it relates to golf between a man and a woman is physicality and right. what comes out of that. So women typically shorter, lighter, don't swing as fast. And so, right. you know, it, very similar to a like a, a junior senior, golfer, maybe junior, <laughs> senior, right? Pick it yeah. either end. Yeah. Uh, very similar yeah. product there. And so you know, the, the big talking point here is comparatively, they've they've tweaked the product line a little bit for higher launch and, and higher spin, which, you know, I would describe that as basically a swing speed offset. You're yeah. not going to, you just yeah. need a little help generating both. So Again, it, it makes sense to me. Can't uh, can't really fault Callaway for for leaning towards the dedicated product line because we know hey, some women want dedicated products. Yep. And and some women would prefer not to be treated like ladies. They want to be treated as golfers first. And so it's yeah, it's it's difficult for any company to navigate. I get it. Um, yeah, like I said, that's pricing. 
pricing same as as the uh, the regular Big Bertha stuff. So okay, so check it out. Fine. It's fine. Last segment, Tony Speed Golf. Here we go. What are we Five topics. Okay. Very quickly, you got to give me an answer. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I saw that PXG came out with iron <laughs> covers. Uh, Pass or fail? Uh, Which yes. one? So iron covers in general are a fail, but I'm going to give PXG a pass because they sent Lame. them to a guy who is being bullied for his ridiculous you know what no what he deserved it it's a fail total fail across <laughs> the board no iron, iron covers. covers cease and desist unacceptable except right. for airline travel and as soon as they get off the plane the covers come off. noted all right i saw uh you posted something conforming list we always see these kind of things we know there are tour specific products all the time something caught my eye was this is the ninth version of paradigm I'm running out of paradigm fingers you're running out of paradigm fingers they said it's not atypical that we see because everything that's slightly different right has to go through the usga uh, conforming list process so if it's going to be out on tour they got to get it covered it has to be approved um with nine different models of that particular driver my question was or a question i got was is that typical do we see that like is this a normal thing should i it's- care it's it's not typical for the industry. It's relatively typical for Callaway. They tend to be the guys that do however you want to describe it. You can get irate, you know, you know, they're making all this stuff just for tour. But right. on one hand, it's all right. They're they're making a whole lot of stuff that golfers can't buy, and that sucks. On the other hand, they seem to be very willing to create one or two offs for their tour guys to get right. them exactly what they need. And that right. I suppose is at least arguably notable or noble. The the only thing that I find slightly annoying about this is when Paradigm launched uh, with respect to the triple diamond, uh, it, was, it was a major talking point in the presentation. Like, like this is the head that is going to be played on tour. Right. And now we've seen from that time, we've gone from this is the head to that's going to be on to played on tour to however many variants of triple diamond alone there are. It's probably five right. at this point on top of the other mainline paradigm stuff. So it didn't go as planned, I guess, or that that's certainly how it appears from the outside. Um, again, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think anything should be, it's not worth getting angry about. It's, it's kind of a, a pointless thing to make noise over, but there is a little bit of disconnect between the original talking point of this is the one played on tour to this yeah. is one of nine, nine that will be played, played on, on tour. tour. So a little bit different story, but again, I, I do like the fact that they, they're willing to crank out all of these little variants and sub-variants to, to give go- at least their staffers yeah. exactly what they need. Yeah, it's cool to see what those variants are and why, but I hear you on the disconnect. Part. Are white golf balls going to last forever, Tony? Or at some point, are colored golf balls going to overtake white golf balls as the primary colorway in the golf ball industry? Never say never, but it's it's a long time out. I mean, you still have. I mean, what is? I guess what is what is the youngest guy you can find who will say he absolutely won't play anything but white? Right, and, and right now it's everybody's got kind of a different number on how big the not white ver- uh, portion of the market is. And some of that not white includes stuff, white balls with logos on it. So sure. 
or patterns or things. It's not white, but it's still white. And then they write Truvis and and Pix is a whole other category. And then yellows, oranges, blues, whatever, uh, another category in and of itself. So ballparking is probably 20-ish, maybe a little bit more at this point as Pix has kind of emerged. Right. Of, of the total market. So, I mean, it's it's a long way from overtaking the other 80. Yeah. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. Not in your lifetime. Last speed golf question. Shoes, Tony. You a classic wingtip foot joy premier kind of guy or more of the modern, call them, I call them running shoes because. You ever, you ever seen a, a boa on a foot joy wingtip looking thing? I have. Have you? Well, that's what Patrick Cantley wears. Well, I haven't seen him, but yeah. I mean, is, is that why he's slow? <laughs> it could be. I, I don't know. Is, is I, it the shoes? Has it been the shoes the whole time? It's got to be the shoes, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God. No, you're yeah, not. it's just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a, a classic style guy. I like the modern, modern style stuff. And granted, you know, form following function kind of thing, that tends to be as a big boa guy. Um, that yeah. tends to be where you see the boa. Uh, yep, but again, too, I tend to like kind of that that more freestyle. You know, you know, Footjoy actually had a shoe called Freestyle, but kind of yeah, that more frog. flexible. You know, a little more more wiggle room versus you know feeling like I I just put on dress shoes for the golf course type of vibe. So yeah, that's me. I don't All know. right, don't send Tony any any nice classic looking golf shoes, please. Send what was I'm trying to remember? What was that? There's like that company made like super premium golf shoes we did a, a review oh, yeah. several years ago i can't remember but it was like yeah i know it's uh yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't want any wood in my golf shoe leave those for the uh leave those for the golf bag right good with that and that's it that's the show ladies and gentlemen that is no putts given we out All right, for all you deep divers, equipment junkies, it's time to get your fix. We're going to spend a little more time here now chatting about, yeah, 10, 15 more minutes, and uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper on a product or a topic. Today's focus is the club with no vowels, the burner, burner mini. So let's go back. So we're talking, again, not the actress. This is the mini driver. We mentioned it uh, in the shorter show, kind of what it is. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. You tell What's me, that? like, why is the face graphic a phone? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's a throwback to kind of that original <laughs> I was logo. Say, Tony, but... you don't see a T there, Tony? You don't just well, see I mean, again, like, I, it, it's funny, right? Without that, without <laughs> the outline, we've got a phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know that you're going to hear a lot of argument from me, but. Uh, so, like, you when, know, you, when you hit it in the center, do you now say, I smack that ass? Like, is that. <laughs> I don't, it's uh, not HR, on the screws. It's H, no longer on the screws. Not on smack the screws. that ass. It's right on the cheek. Yep. I. Uh, I yeah. This, they. I feel like they missed a great marketing campaign opportunity uh, there. Um, all right. So, talk me through the tech specs of this thing. We're about 307 cc's. It's in between a driver and a fairway wood. I'm going to ask you about which 
you know, which one is it more like, uh, you know, in terms of functionality, but talk me through the tech stuff. What do we, what, what is this thing made out of? So this is titanium construction. Okay. Uh, no carbon face. We can touch on that as to the why, if we need to, you can make that decision. So that that's really kind of, it's a, a smaller footprint, titanium driver, movable weights, okay. uh, noteworthy, not for the fact that you know, movable weights are at this point in time are particularly noteworthy, but this is the first right. time that TaylorMade has put movable weights in a mini driver. And so with that, that forward position, you're going to get lower launch, you're going to get lower spin. And, and this was kind of the objective with this one was to at a minimum, maintain the spin of the, the 300 series mini and actually okay. drop it down a little bit. So it is it is designed to be kind of a, a low spinning launcher. If you are, if your idea is, to, uh, you know, however you use your three wood, for example, is yeah. towering high soft landing shots into a green. Um, this is probably <laughs> not it. That's probably um, the you're looking to, of that. Yeah. to rip bullets. Um, particularly off the fairway where you don't have the benefit of T-height. Um, really intriguing. Again, so with the, the weight forward, this is going to be a really low center of gravity mm -hmm. uh, golf club. In fact, you know, Taylor made a saying, you know, it is, it is, the projection is below face center. So really, what do you want to do? You might call okay. it sub-zero. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> so really, but again, for a fairway wood, like where you're going to hit it lower on the face anyway, Right, especially you think of it deck. in the context yeah. of a fairway wood that actually yeah. that makes a ton of sense. So that's intriguing. Of course, you can flip it, put the heavier weight in the back here, and then you're yep. going to bring up launch a little bit higher. Uh, this is the eleven and a half degree model. So okay, um, there's a thirteen yeah. and a half too, right? Like that, oh, yeah, that's, that's the, the other one. That's the static loft. You have the adjustable loft sleeve, right? So you can go two degrees plus yeah. or minus two. So theoretically. You could crank that thing down to nine and a half degrees, put the weight forward and, you know, hit it knee high to a grasshopper all day long. Right. Like that thing. I mean, have you, have you ever played a mini? Mm -mm. I want to. Yeah. I, so I, I played the original SLDR. Okay. And, and absolutely loved it. And so I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to our, uh, to our contact at TaylorMade and have him send me, a different shaft because while the 65 r flex isn't gonna do her for you tony it's just not it's just <laughs> not gonna get her done uh, and i but, you know appreciate it, right like i know guys are disappointed we can talk about this too this is not a bubble shaft i it wanted looks, it to be it so badly like the, the, the bubble tooth um, but it is bubble not, tooth. it's yeah, got the copper I mean, though they did kind of maintain a good bit of the copper they I, did not they did not put the copper crown on, though when you there are copper accents in this, and I have kind of just in my office managed to hit hit the light just right where this thing glows. Gold. A couple of your photos on the actual on you know on our main site in that article, I was looking at it and I was like, Oh, it's it's I was bad. like, how because it kind of has that carbon weave, right? So it kind of right. has the top line carbon weave, and obviously one of the weaves they use uh that kind of copper colored. Oh yeah, no, you know. it it definitely comes out when the light hits it right. And you know, I was I was talking to Tomo Bystead over at TaylorMade. Uh, yep. He specifically said it's like you know we uh, we we want this to be in play on tour, and there there already has been some. So yeah, couple yep. in play. Bryson had one in the Masters. Fleetwood has one in the bag this week. 
Uh, and you know, very honest assessment is like, look, if we painted this thing copper, if we made it look like the original, that's the recipe for basically zero tour play. So if you want this to be taken seriously <laughs> by the best players in the world, yeah, uh, copper accents and catching a little bit right there. You kind of see it, right? Yeah, the light is I, I think it's really cool how they they clearly, you know, it's a nod to that previous TI bubble too, without going too far, you know, in that direction. They were able to be a little more aggressive with the head cover, you know, and doing some of those things, which is fine. That's a great place to take some of that design, I guess, risk, if you will, whatever. Because so, yeah, if, I mean, I guess if you so. don't like the head cover. Take it off. Use a different one. You got turn that baby inside out. You got a little rainbow action, whatever you want to call it. Connection there, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Um, I'm not. But again, that kind of that mention it in the post. Yeah, back to that barrel and sock style that was popular back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. so who is? I want to transition for a second to this, like. You asked me if I ever played one, and and I, I desperately want to because of a couple things. Two, one is, you know, we mentioned this on shows before, where for people that are really into the gear and stuff, just like people in Colorado here, the people really into skiing don't have one pair of skis. They have skis for different conditions, right? So you may have, yeah, you can carry 14 clubs in your bag, but you may have... 17, 18 clubs to kind of pick and choose from. We talked about having different lob wedges with different bounces and things like that. I really see the mini driver as one of those ones that you could swap in and out depending on weather, you know, course setup, et cetera. At my home course that I play a lot, the par fives were if I'm going to go for them in two, if I hit a good enough drive to try to get to the par five in two, it's not with a three wood. It's not at elevation hitting something that carries 270 yards it's i got to be able to hit get that with my five wood or seven wood so when i am hitting three wood it's off the tee it's or it's on a whole uh, par five where you don't need to carry it super high it's just like hey i need to hit this thing and let it run as far as i possibly can <laughs> so there are clear and that's why i've tended to go with um, like you mentioned, like uh, like titles when we were out there, like the TSR two plus, um, a bigger head for sure. It's not a mini driver, but it's mini driver ish. Um, you know, PXG has had a two wood. Uh, you know, when we've been out there. that's always been yeah, I've always been fit. And again, so for me, it's particularly interesting. Eleven and a half is <laughs> it's a curiosity, but I've I've played the thirteen and a half degree fairway wood for almost as long as I can remember as a guy who typically doesn't have trouble hitting it high, who right. definitely has no issue generating spin. The 13 <laughs> and a half has worked really well. Uh, and, and my SLDR mini is actually 12 degrees. So I'm not, okay. I'm not too far off from here. I think the 11 and a half will be manageable. But this one, like it's, again, you talk about finding that spot in the bag. Sure. Stupid rules, right? If I want to put this in play based on... I got to take the, one out. Right. Yep. Something's got to come out. But this is this sort of... It's intriguing because, yeah, as you mentioned, I need I need a longer fairway one. If that's what... If you're that guy, right? I need, I need something that's going to get me even more distance. I need... And off the fairway, hit it as far as I possibly can. Hard stop. This is... 
probably as good as you're going to find for that specific purpose. And then the other side is almost the other use case is almost the opposite of that, which is I need a club off the tee that gives me a little bit more control. That's a little bit safer. If you want to use that word, because again, shorter shaft, it's mini. It's not just, you know, it's not yeah, just it's not a 45 and a half inch driver. Lane. Right. I mean, we've, it's we've not... cut, we've cut some length down. So you're going to get a little more control off the tee uh, because of the smaller head. Yep. You do get that enhanced workability due to the kind of that distance from the center of gravity to the, to the shaft axis here. Right. Uh, so for Augusta, the guys using it, it was really by and large to promote the draw. Yeah. Easier those to holes draw. Really yep. call for it. So, yep. and, and, and we're certainly not going to, we're not going to build this as a forgiving driver. It's, look at the footprint, right? It's, it's not yeah. the it's MOI. Not 460 it's, CC. Yeah. <laughs> right. It is significantly, significantly higher MOI than a typical fairway would. Sure. Significantly, and I mean significantly lower MOI than a typical driver. So you're you're not going to get that kind of that mishit protection, if you will. But right. again, because because it does want to kind of turn over a little bit more easily, mm -hmm. if you if you especially if you have some speed, but you're a guy who has sure. speed but but sometimes maybe can't quite get the face to catch up with the rest of what you're doing, it's an option. You know, it does mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't describe it as anti-slice by any means, but no. there is in the design, just kind of what naturally occurs is a bit of sort of not a guy wouldn't say draw bias, but a willingness to turn over. <laughs> draw <laughs> enabled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. it's the mass properties, right? Like you mentioned this, and if you hold that up there again, like just to point out to people, like when we talk about the distance from the shaft axis, so where the shaft, you know, more or less enters the club head through the hosel, the distance between that and the true geometric center of gravity. So, Which is presumably in this general area. Right on the thong. So if you take that distance. Two fingers. The shorter that distance is, right, the easier it is to. The more that head wants to come around on its yeah. own. So when you think of a 460cc driver, think of a much bigger driver head. That distance from the shaft axis to the geometric center of gravity is larger. Which it's means more it's millimeters. It's more millimeters. And so, inches, if you want to use inches. that, if that's your imperial unit. Whatever you yeah. want. So yeah. so it's, I think you mentioned this in the article too, it's 60%. Like when you kind of talk about the DNA of it, if you want to throw some rough numbers that uh, we can't back up with any sort of statistics or anything, but just for kind of general rule of thumb stuff, it's 60%. Fair way. 40% driver. Uh, yeah, those are Tomo's numbers. And, <coughs> you know, I, I think they're probably pretty good numbers. And that's, again, a little bit almost counterintuitive because it's yeah. called the mini driver, but it's it slightly favors being a, a maxi fairway, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Mega fairway. And again, part of that to point out, as I did in the article, that, that sort of that 60-40 breakdown mm -hmm. comes, comes from the fact that the modern fairway wood has evolved to be more right. like a driver in that it's it's they're friendlier off the tee more sort of yep. more designs for use off the tee than than before and yep. so you get kind of that in some cases taller faces and, and things like that 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 make the modern fairway wood more driver like than in the past mm -hmm. so that that's part of where that that entirely made up math comes from <laughs> uh, but 
Yeah, the, 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 the point to reinforce is this is definitely not just a smaller club to hit off the tee. Like it is, yeah. it is designed, the intent is that golfers will hit it off the deck. And I know it is mm-hmm. bigger, it is going to be intimidating, but um, yeah, with with the SLDR in particular, and I haven't I haven't tried an, a mini driver except from I, I took a couple swings uh, with the 300 out at out at Bandon Dunes, but for the most part, I haven't seriously played mini since the SLDR. Yeah, but my experience with it was it was it was surprisingly easy to hit off the fairway, and even even in conditions you wouldn't think like not not peak summer but as the heather starting to come up on the on the left hand side of 17 at McGregor for example where nice. you would think yeah. where you would think like there's no way you're going to get a fairway wood on this with with the bigger head i found like it was actually a little yeah. easier to go and take a monster cut in in less than pristine conditions as well so quick reminder yeah, intriguing intriguing yeah, and, and quick reminder to people with you know the leading edge Right, how they design the sole, the camber, you know, kind of that rolled front of the leading edge and the mass properties where the CG is has a tremendous amount to do with how you're going to be able to launch it. So, I get you know, when you put that thing down on the ground and it's 300 cc's, and you look, you think there is no way in God's green earth that I'm going to be able to hit this ball up in the air. The counter to that is it's designed to still be able to to do that. So the CG is working to help you do that. The leading edge, the sole design is working to help you do that as well. So I, and I think, it, yeah, it's worth pointing out too. We've heard, and maybe it's kind of bad information that golfers have been given or the kind of thing that, that helps golfers who struggle just from, from strictly a mindset perspective, but we've heard about like, oh, you need to sweep your fairway. Right. <laughs> Sweep that. Whereas in right. reality, you know, you, you go out and you, you talk to, to better players, you talk with instructors, you talk to the guys who design the clubs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the fairway would, it's the intent is to hit down on that a little bit. Yeah. And so we still want a little negative angle of attack. We don't want right. to be well, with too... that. So, yeah, if you are, if you are a guy who actually does hit down on the fairway wood, this is, you know, the, the center of gravity design we talked about, all that stuff is going to work to your benefit to help you get the ball in the air. Yeah. And like I said, even even with 11 and a half degrees on this thing, I'm optimistic that I'm going to be able to hit it high enough to make it functional. We're going to find out. We're absolutely going to find oh, yeah, out. Yeah, no, there is. We're definitely, uh, like I said, we're going to we're gonna find a, a, a more suitable shaft uh, mm-hmm. to put in this. I, I haven't, I, again, I talked to Tomo about that and we're kind of, little bit of back and forth but um so i'm ventus black in my driver okay ventus blue <laughs> in the fairway woods uh-huh. and so we thought well it'll be a tr blue kind of split the difference or go right tr to the red dude yeah. do not do not discount the tr red it's hard yeah. it's I, I don't know does not has never we've tried it it, it does not yeah. agree with me okay maybe, like, maybe you should just try sushi. maybe you should just go back to autoflex it worked for Jimmy Walker yeah. last week. He played well, it. Yeah, Two was, of them, eight hundred bucks a pop. That's that's well, a steal. I have been apparently uh, forbidden from playing Autoflex. So, speaking of which, it. last point here: pricing, availability, that stuff. It's what four fifty. Four fifty, yeah. And I'm gonna say because I don't have it in front of me, I could bring it up, but it's it's four fifty, okay. which is the same. Like I, I look at that, I'm like. As I said, two schools of thought. 
Man, that's really expensive for a fairway wood. Yep. Or man, that's a pretty good deal for a driver. <laughs> right. Um, right. So however you choose to look at it, and it is for what it's worth, priced the same as the Stealth Plus fairway wood that that you and I both think very highly of. So it's not mm -hmm. not completely out of whack. And availability, I want to say like end of the month. Uh, oh, no, that's let's not right. Me. We'll make sure we get it right. End of end of April, maybe. I, I, I feel like end of this month, twenty seventh ish. But I'll bring it up. I got it right here. Okay. Perfect. I wrote. Yeah. This this becomes sort of the last minute details you almost gloss over about when you're trying to tell the full I story know. here. But yeah, uh, availability begins. Did I get this wrong, or is it available yesterday? That's what I for something I had is like ah. Yeah, that sounds right too. Because I was I was entirely frustrated because we're under. Yeah, you can buy this right now. So that's yeah. Because awesome. they but were was, selling it online before the embargo was technically. So I'm just lifted. like, what is going on? Like I'm getting, I can't put out my story about this club. But you can. But buy you just it online. sent me an email. <laughs> you just sent me an email suggesting I come buy it. I mean, let's let's get this stuff lined up. Let's tighten up this this piece of things, guys. Anyway. Son I of a buck. I digress. We digress. Deep dive, Tony. Any final thoughts on that? No. I'm excited to try it, though. If you guys have yeah, questions, uh, as always. right? I can't get a shaft fast enough, for sure. I know. I, I am super intrigued by this. It's uh, I did not see necessarily see TaylorMade having my two favorite or most intriguing fairway woods of, of 2023, but they're firmly one and two with uh, Stealth Plus. Like I said, we both uh, very intrigued and, and and really enjoy performance of that. And now with uh, with this guy coming out, um, yeah, yeah, great job, Taylor made very interesting. And uh, we will report back once we've had an opportunity. Everybody to... else, make something like this, please. <laughs> and with that, we out again. <laughs>